listening to On The Real. I'm Tara Kirby, alignment business coach, educator, creator of The Dream Method, and founder of Dreammaker Society and The Dream Coach Academy. I'm a wife, generator, mom, cancer sign, soda-loving, recovering people pleaser, and I am your ultimate hype girl. I am here to guide you to your dream life and business. Get ready as we get real and pull back the business curtain to share tools, experiences, and the nitty-gritty, not-so-pretty, of building the life and business of your dreams. Let's get real, shall we? Welcome back to On The Real. I am Tara Kirby, your host, and I have a friend with me today that I'm so excited to bring to the podcast. We have never had Mikkel on the podcast before, and I'm like, what have we been doing with our lives? She is truly a ray of sunshine every single time we see each other in real life. We're just like freaking out, like the biggest smiles. I just want to hold you forever. You are truly like the most perfect hug of life. And I'm so excited to bring you to the podcast today because you are like, you are goals and you are teaching us all how to like be better humans in this life. And you know, that is like my biggest turn on. As long as I'm turning on. Making people better. Um, So Mikkel, I'm going to have you introduce yourself, tell the people who you are and what you do. And we're just going to like dive in and and get going. Let's do this. Um, My name is Mikkel Reese and I am a soul healer of sorts. Um, We work together to find your blocks that are keeping you from living your most fulfilled life. Mm. And through emotional work, relational work and, uh, deep transformation, you come out the other side Mm. and you learn you. And so while I call myself a healer, because it's a good descriptor, I suppose you're doing the healing. Yes. You're doing all the work. We walk up to the forest and I show you the path through and that's it. Mm. But I do love deeply what I do and pinch myself daily that I get to do it. Yeah. It's so amazing having you on this podcast right now in this moment and just like claiming your space as a healer, because this is something that I have been wrestling with. Like mama's been wrestling with the term healer, because I know that that's what I've been called to. Mm -hmm. And I have found my medicine, which is always leading you back to you. My vehicle for that is through business. And it's so funny because, and I want to get into like more of the depths of leading because truly as a healer, that is what we do right? It's not our job to heal you. It is our job to we can't actually no, truly, truly, it. we yeah. guide you along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is your vehicle for healing? My vehicle for healing is through emotional sovereignty. Amazing. Or Ex- personal Ex- sovereignty, which is yes. Explain your ability to control the space between a reaction and a response. Mm. This is your freedom. This changes lives. Everything is in that space. Mm. And so whatever has happened to you, right? And that's always the question, what happened to you? Yeah, yeah. You are functioning off of your survival instincts from that, only having reactions, Mm. not responses. And so my particular healing is to be able to find all these blocks and find your traumas and no longer be identified by your traumas, Mm. right? They become information. They become this vehicle through which you get to grow and transmute. Mm. So it's not who you are. It just becomes a part 
of your learning process? Uh, I think that the idea of sovereignty is so foreign for so many, right? And I I do see this word becoming more mainstream. Where were you able to explore this for yourself first? Um, I had the gift of some incredible spiritual teachers. Um, I was leaving high demand religion, leaving Mormonism and wanting to heal from all of the things, right? Not just that, but realizing that it was my opportunity to change my life. Mm. And that I was, I I didn't know then that I was in charge of it. I thought I had the right person, right? Yep. Yep. And so the teachers that I was given, my very first one, I love her so much. I wanted to follow her. Mm. That's what I've been taught. She had the Mm. answers. I didn't have the answers. Mm. Yes. She was literally giving me the first taste of sovereignty, but I didn't even know how to hold it. So I was like, no, I'm just going to follow you and we're good. Yeah. She wouldn't allow it. Mm. She didn't talk to me for two months till I figured it out. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, that is the gift. When she was, when I called her, I was like, oh, we're the same. Mm. She was like, great. Yep. Come over. Yeah. Yeah. My next teachers, everything has been, here are the tools. Find you. Mm. And that was the most terrifying thing I think I've ever been through. Right. Yeah. Cause it was like, no, no, I got myself into this mess. Why would I trust myself to get out of it? Mm. And really what it is, is figuring out how to trust yourself again. Mm. Yeah. You did get yourself into this, so to speak. Yeah. Right. Things happened to you. And then you started using your survival skills that kind of continue to pattern. Absolutely. Yeah. Sovereignty is responsibility, right? Because everybody wants peace and freedom and, you know, all the things to manifest everything they want. Are you willing to be responsible for your own life Mm. and realize that it's a choice and an opportunity and you get to find joy? And I think we get to, in that space of sovereignty, define what joy is again. I feel like in this, like, cause we do obviously similar work, different vehicles, different, like always the end result (laughs) guiding you back to you. Yeah. So often we are so caught up in the reality in which we have created without realizing we've created it, that we haven't even defined these things that we are claiming that we want. I had a coaching call. I had a coaching call with a client today and we were talking about some things and I was like, okay, what is the emotion that you want to feel on the other side of this? And she was like, well, I want to feel successful. And I'm like, that is not an emotion. What does success feel like to you? She was like, well, success feels like freedom. Freedom is not an emotion. What does freedom feel like to you? Right. And this is where we do, this is where we have to do the digging because so much of our conditioning is created on these ideals of this is joy. This is success. And it's all external. All of it. We were never asked as children, what does happiness feel like to you? What does joy look like to you? It's so interesting. Mikkel, she's got little ones as well. I do. I have three. Same. Three, three tiny humans who rule parts of my world. (laughs) (laughs) So much of this work has been amplified in watching my children grow. Yes. 
who was I <laughs> before oh, I was teaching other human beings to be human beings? I don't even know. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's but funny now, right? When you think of how stressed yes. out you are prior to, and now it's like, oh, that was cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also who I was as a mom previously to understanding yes. the power that I had. So when you're working, when you're working with people, because I know this, this episode is going to blow a lot of people up, <laughs> wake them up. As I mean, that's the goal, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Is yeah. to create that awareness. Yes. As we're stepping into this understanding of like, we have the power within us. Mm-hmm. How do we navigate that? Okay. This is like a, a many faceted answer. You ready? We're all Bring ready. It on. For this, right? Bring it on. When you were talking about how does it feel, what does success feel like? Mm-hmm. And I feel like this will possibly answer more questions, but you're going to, you're going to help me out as yeah, we yeah. go on. in this moment. And I just turned 40 last week. So mm. we're really like taking stock of life. Yeah. 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 If you ask me, am I a successful person? Mm. I will say yes. The reason is I experience peace and joy and contentment every single day, Mm. not all day, every day, but every day. Yeah. And because I am fully responsible for my own life, Mm. meaning that whenever something happens to me, I hold me right. I always ask for help when I need it, but I know that I'm the answer mm-hmm. and the, the peace that brings and the, it's like these, cause bad things are always going to happen. Bad things, right. Triggers, yeah. whatever, sad things. The way that I move through them is in a clean way. Mm-hmm. So I experience really intense emotion, but in this, like every part of my body, it's very clean. And then it flows out. Yeah. This is success to me because it does not derail my life anymore. Mm. Right. And, but I'm still a human being, right. I'm leading a heart led life. I'm, I'm still feeling, yeah, but it's clean. So what's being offered to me right now is if you ask me from the vantage point of the, of the world, of our culture, am I successful? No. Mm. Only because I don't have what the certain kind of car, the house, the whatever. Right. And that can start to mess with our minds. Totally. Right. Cause like, I got to do more and be more cause I got to get these things yeah. so that I can prove that I am this successful human. Yeah. When really what it is, is trusting that all of these lessons, all of these all of this wisdom that I have gained over the years that what's for me is going to come and that I get to continue to define what success looks like, feels like, but the success is really that I already feel it, which as you know, is the magic to finding the life that's for you. Yeah. If you can embody the emotion, the rest is coming. Yeah. So hopefully that kind of answered that question. Absolutely. Okay. I want to talk about embodying emotions mm-hmm. because the world that you and I are in that language, I'm like, that tracks for me, right? Yeah. That makes sense to me. Sure. But for those who are new to that type of language, yes. let's explore that. Okay. So embodying emotion. So for example, five years ago, if I had felt um, anxiety, it would have just been anxiety, right? Garden variety. It's in your chest. It's very, uh, dysregulating, upsetting, right? And now that I embody the emotion, I actually feel the underlying cause emotions to the anxiety instead, if that makes sense. Mm. So you're feeling what causes the anxiety, which is generally like so many that you're like, yeah. Right. And so instead I feel fear Mm. in its potency, in its purity, really. Yeah. But it's clean. 
Mm. And it's like, oh, okay. So I need to address my fear. It's trying to get my attention. Our emotions are not there to hinder us. They're there to teach us, to get our attention. Right. And so like forever, it's been like, be fearless, (laughs) fuck fear, whatever. And I'm saying, make them your counselor. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've now, I've done the work to embody these emotions, which looks like doing your emotional work so that you're uh, transmuting those stagnant uh, emotions held in your body. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then you're like, oh, it's fear. It's I'm sad. I'm, you know, all of those like really deep, uncomfortable. I might even be experiencing grief, right. Remorse, regret, whatever. Then you can, you get to be like, okay, I get to feel through it feel what I'm feeling, accept that I'm feeling it. And then say, all right, what do you have to tell me? Mm. What do you need my attention for? You don't get to drive. Yeah. You don't get to make decisions, but I am here to listen to you. Yeah. Right. And so all of the work I do is that we don't demonize any part. The ego is not bad. Fear is not bad. Right. It's just out of harmony. And when you reharmonize yourself, all of a sudden you have these important and vital counselors to be like, what should I be looking out for? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Noted. Now you go to bed. Yeah. But they're informants and they're a part of you. For so long, we have been literally cutting away pieces of ourselves in, in an attempt to be whole. Yeah. In an attempt to be perfect, in an attempt to be successful. Mm-hmm. We are complex and we are messy. It is about gaining the only control that you ever have. Truly, the only thing you can control is your emotional world and your thoughts. So this is an efficient use of your energy. And it'll set you free. The freedom that we all want. Truly. And I mean, it's so funny I don't have these conversations often on this side, right? Mm -hmm. I am usually the one presenting this information and being able to learn this Mm -hmm. and then begin to embody, embodying these emotions, right? Being able to create this awareness around them, not demonize them, look at them from a neutral standpoint, and then move forward from there before we're able to create this awareness, I guess I want to ask you, how do we create this awareness? Okay. So that's where I want to go. Neutrality is the flex. Truly. This is, mm. this is the flex. When neutrality happens, I celebrate like nobody's business. Oh yeah. It's so awesome. Anyway, (laughs) how do we begin this process? Yeah. Right. You can only start from where you are, which seems like a really like duh statement, except (laughs) humans being humans try to start like 10 to a hundred steps ahead because they think they should be there already. Yeah. So start where you are. And that looks like just kind of tapping into your emotions once a day. Mm. So for my clients, generally their first bit of quote unquote homework is take three conscious breaths once a day for a week. Ask me how many of them did it. <laughs> That's zero still yeah, because it seems too simple. Yeah. Seems too small. Yeah. And if they actually do it, it scares them a little bit because it's the first time they've been present in their bodies for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So. Can can you be, how long can you be in your body? How long can you sit with yourself? Is it 30 seconds? Great. Start there. Is it a minute? Perfect. You have to get to know what's going on in your body. Right. And so if you want to start this on your own, it's three cards express a day. And then it's what emotions am I experiencing? Can I name them? Mm. And that it is hard harder than you think to name them. Cause just like your clients are like, I want to feel freedom. So that's not an actual emotion. Uh-huh. Yep. And getting really clear about that. Right. 
And so these are like the minute steps. And then, and then you get to a point naturally where it's like, hmm, maybe I can't do this on my own. And then hopefully we're getting to the point where like, we should never have to. Yeah. We were meant to help each other. We were meant to guide. And so to get, to begin this journey inward, it's about gentleness. Mm -hmm. And that is something that's really difficult for people because everything is grind. Everything is harshness. Everything is like push, push, push and more. Yeah. Now you learn skills doing that, right? You can go hard when you need to. Yep. But how gentle can you be with yourself? Mm. How can you hold yourself? And how often can you go into curiosity about yourself as opposed to judgment? Yeah. And then just kind of, you get to be a data collector about it, right? You don't have to be like, I can only do it for a minute. I'm so fill in the blank, lame, whatever. Yeah. Instead, it's like, oh, that's all I could do. All right. Note it. Move on with your day. Yeah. When you do something that disappoints you or whatever, be like, oh, that caused me some pain and move on with your day. Mm. It's the acknowledgement. Yeah. It is the smallest, simple decisions daily that will get you where you want to go. And so marketing has been hilarious for me, right? Cause it's like, Hey, do you want to like do these small things where you don't see the outcome for a minute? And, and then do you want to feel worse before you feel better? Come on down. You yeah. Know? Always. But we do this because not only are we continuing to reap the rewards our, ourselves and, and I, I know you do too. I do this work every day. Yeah. I'm not this enlightened, healed being, I am constantly in process. Yeah. And that's kind of been this hilarious realization on the other side of of stuff of like, oh, I thought I would be like this ascended masters. Right. Oh, all ass Buddha. Yeah. (laughs) Turns out I am a human who can now feel emotion in real time. Mm. I think that it's really cool that you brought that up because I do think one, so I had this experience where last summer I got a very clear message that I was being called to heal. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, okay. I'm a broken human. right? I'm like, I still have these pieces of myself that I'm putting together. Who am I to heal others? What a great question. But I think being able to realize from a, like, if you, if you are listening to this and you are being called to step into the space of healer, Mm -hmm. you do not have to be healed to be a healer. And I think on the other side, you cannot look at a healer, someone who is guiding you whether that is a coach, it is a leader. It is truly someone with specific healing modalities that they are utilizing. You cannot look at them just like you did with that, that first first teacher teacher. and be like, I'm coming with you and you are going to take me. You're going to make the choices. So I don't have to, you're going to take me with you. Right. Yeah. So I don't make mistakes. Aren't mistakes. And that's the thing. We we demonize mistakes too. Oh, hundred percent. It's how you learn. It, nobody's like looking at a toddler and being like this asshole, you know, look oh, at I it. Get it you can't even like put one foot in front of the other. And we, yeah. and like when little kids are learning, everyone's like, this is so wonderful. And then we created this culture with adults where it's like, well, you should know everything now. So mm-hmm. yep, you're past five. You're no one's talking about adult development. Mm. No one's talking about that. The more willing you are to look silly and continue to make mistakes, the faster you will learn, the wiser you will be. This is just truth. And then look, you do not need to be healed to be a healer. You do need to be sovereign. Absolutely. You do need to understand the concept of sameness of being, which is you're not putting anyone above you or below you. Mm. Right. And we do this often. And so I think the best way to remember this is if you are pedestaling someone, you are 
putting yourself below, which means that you're willing to put other people below. Does this make Mm -hmm. sense? Like, yes, yes. This is the most important role of a healer that they can look at the person across from them and be like, we are the same. The only reason that you are coming to me is that I have already walked this path. Yeah. Mm. And our job as healers is to say, I'm going to reduce the noise in your body through breath work or promotional work, you know, somatics, whatever it is, so that you can hear you. Yeah. And so I'm still healing. I'm still always in progress. Always, always, always. Yeah. I feel like there's so much beauty in accepting that as humans, we are always evolving. And so our healing will also be evolving with us. Yes. And that you don't have to heal all the time. You aren't this constant project that, that you must better yourself every single day. Yeah. You get to just be and accept who you are in this moment and, and see the the fullness of you Mm. as something that is. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's the ability to look at the yin and the yang, right? You've got your shadow and you've got your light and you, and they cannot be without each other. Mm -hmm. The light doesn't know it's light without the dark. And to look at it and say, this is just what is. Mm -hmm. And then when you're ready, you look at the shadow part and you say, all right, what parts of this do I need to learn from to inform the light? Yeah. You are, you are worthy. You always have been, you've always been enough. Your worth is inherent, unchangeable and unchanging because you breathe in and out. That's the truth. Yeah. And so then our opportunity is to look at ourselves with curiosity and be like, it's so interesting that I choose to behave this way then. Yeah. If that's true. And it is, and truth needs no defense. Then why would I behave this way? Oh, because of the things that happened to me and choices I made and self-betrayal and all that fun stuff. Yeah. And then from that awareness, we get to choose what happens next. Always. We get to choose. That is something that when my clients come to me and they're like, "I I wish I could just put it away. And I'm like, well, you'll never be able to unknow what you know. Yep. And you get to choose what you do next. Every moment. Every every single moment. Mm-hmm. Me and my husband, he used to get so annoyed when I started learning more about these concepts. And I'm like, you can control your thoughts. You can't control your emotions. And he's like, I literally can't. My anxiety will not let me. And some of you listening to this podcast right now might be like, what do you mean I can control? I have the choice. What do you mean? I can control my emotions. I can control my thoughts. Where do we meet those people? It is very difficult. And I, I struggled with anxiety most of my life. Yeah. To say to someone with anxiety, you are actually responsible for this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. And so it is a reframing of the way that we're saying it. Mm, Yeah. We want the anxiety to go away now. And I, the empathy I have for this is huge. Again, I dealt with it my whole life instead of, okay, where's the root of the anxiety? what's causing it. And and instead of like immediately being like, will this just stop happening? Mm -hmm. It's, it's here. Mm -hmm. It's full acceptance of what is all right in this moment, full anxiety. Okay. It's here. Yeah. And then it is that like each moment that you're regulated, right? You get to choose. Okay. What are the causes of my anxiety? where do I need support? Mm. And that looks like everything from therapist to you, Tara, to me, to medications, if that's for you, right? Yeah. What 
works for you, what feels right in your body. And maybe you don't know yet. Mm. But I think, you know what, to boil it down, it really is like, I have anxiety right now. And then say to yourself often, but it's not who I am. Yeah. So all these diagnoses, right? Like, well, I, I suffer from anxiety. I have ADHD. I have whatever it is, right? They're very real, but they aren't who you are. Yeah. They are information to help you make the choices. Yeah. So it's an acceptance of, yes, I am experiencing severe anxiety. There are reasons for this. It's real, but it's not the truth of who I am. Mm. And that tiny mind shift, even if you can't hold it right away, if you repeat it to yourself, I have anxiety. I'm not at the core of myself anxiety. Yeah. Nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You've experienced intense emotional pain for a long period of time. And this is how your body's responding. Yeah. And so how, how present can you get and how long can you be present for Mm. to say, this is what's happening this moment and not wish it away. Yeah. I feel like this goes into so many different facets of even business building. Mm-hmm. right? We have a problem that's presented to us. We're going to find a solution. This was my MO. Like I existed in my analytical masculine self for so long that there was a solution to every single problem. Yeah. And I would create, I would find the solution. And that I w- what I found myself doing was creating more problems. So I could find more solutions because that's how I naturally felt Like I could handle things and it was a disassociation Mm -hmm. from allowing myself to look at what was actually going on. So I ended up perpetuating this cycle for myself, creating more problems, creating more drama, all of these different things in my life and my business and all of these things. And it wasn't until I was like, I am the creator of all of these things that I was able to, right. That I was able to actually find a true solution. Mm -hmm which goes down to that root of, okay, what are we actually sitting with? What are we not allowing ourselves to, because it's so much easier to see that it's an outside problem, for sure. but it's always an inside job. Oh, but it's a both end, right? The thing happened outside of us or to us. Yeah. That was not our fault. Mm. Once you're a grown up, it is your responsibility. And I do like to frame it as an opportunity. Yeah. Cause you don't have to, no, <laughs> you don't have to get better. You don't have to feel better. This is a choice mm-hmm. that you make. And so to be very, very clear, there is no shame involved with this. None. Mm-hmm. It is a reclamation of, I now understand why I behave the way I do. Yeah. That was not my fault. These things mm-hmm. happen to me and you get to feel all the emotion that that comes with it. And then it's, but now, now I choose responsibility. Now I choose myself. I choose to remember who I actually am. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, everything that we have been conditioned with was firmly rooted in fear, scarcity, and shame. Yeah. Yeah. That's not your fault. But it is your opportunity to be like, oh, I actually, that doesn't work for me. I don't, I I don't like these outcomes that I'm seeing. Okay. Yeah. So now I need to meet myself where I am, feel what I am feeling Mm -hmm. and let time pass, which always bums me out, Tara. I love instant gratification. I love it. I love it. I love it. But when you allow these things to actually leave your body or transmute into something that serves you yeah, because it's a piece of you and we don't cut pieces of ourselves off mm-hmm. the richness that comes through. It's <sighs> look, my kids make fun of me all the time. I see a sunset. I'm in tears. Okay. There's a bird. I'm like, <laughs> you look at this bird. They're like, yes, we get it. There's birds. <laughs> These are the things though. Mm-hmm. This is how I perceive life now. And mm-hmm. these things bring me so much joy. I can hardly contain it. 
It's the smallest things. Yeah. And so these, these, this is what comes on the other side of it because it's not this like immediate, oh, I'm now wealthy and successful and everything is coming up roses. Yeah. It's literally the ability to see the beauty in every single moment, which over time Mm -hmm. you get to choose the life you want. That's what they're talking about with manifesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to manifest the life that you want? And yes, vision boards. Awesome. Thinking about it. Awesome. It's nothing without action Mm. and, and allowing for your body to be able to feel the emotion that will bring those things to you. Yeah. You won't be able to take aligned action if you can't feel it. Yeah. And this is what what we do is so exciting, right? So exciting. We'll start this journey. Mm-hmm. And then we get to see them six months down the road. It's the most beautiful thing. Yeah. When they start to realize that they are in control of their own lives. One thing that I have found so wildly, what is the word I'm looking for? Satisfying mm-hmm. is when I have a client who comes to me and they say, this is what I want. And then we reframe everything down to the root of what they actually want. Mm -hmm. And they've created this transformation for themselves through the actions that they have taken in the direction of what they realized they actually wanted. And they're on the other side of it. And they look back and say, I can't believe that I thought this would be the thing that brought me this. You got to know yourself first before you actually know what you want. Yeah. We get to move out of tribalism where we are taking on other people's values, other people's ideals and calling it our success. Mm. We've seen these stories over and over again. It's like, they got all the money, they got all the things and they're still sad and hollow. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, you, you didn't choose it. Yeah. You were trying to belong. There's nothing wrong with that. We are hardwired to belong. Yeah. But we no longer need to conform to the tribe to survive. Yeah. We still need each other. Absolutely. But this is what we're moving from. We are moving from the separation consciousness of if you are not with us, you're against us Mm -hmm. to universal consciousness, which is there is plenty for all of us. Yeah. Does that work for you? That's wonderful. It actually doesn't work for me. Great. Mm -hmm. We get to just live our own lives. Mm -hmm. And so when if we're talking about like what the collective needs, what the world needs, like healing the world, yeah, we need everybody to be the most them they can be. Absolutely. And to choose for themselves, what life is for them and not live other people's lives. Yeah. For whatever reason. And so that's where the emotional work comes in, right? Mm -hmm. Why did you want all these things? Oh, well, that's what my parents wanted. That's what the culture wanted. This made me yeah. This is what successful business looks like. Yep. Is that actually who you are and what you want? And then if you get to the end of this and you're like, actually, what I do want is nine Lambos and whatever. Awesome. Let's go get, no. go get it. <laughs> yeah. And so people are like, oh, this spiritual path means that I'll wind up in, in, in a burlap clothes <laughs> and there is no right way to heal. There is no right way to have success. It's your way. Yeah. It's so beautiful to available to you, right? Yeah. There's enough because it's just for you. Yeah. I think when we talk about abundance, Mm -hmm. we look at the idea of more and more and more, but truly it is that universal consciousness that there's just enough for whatever you need, whatever you desire. And like what you truly desire, not what you're convincing yourself. You desire your conditioning. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that there are more conversations happening like this to essentially debunk (laughs) the buzzwords and the, the language that has been started to circulate around the spiritual community and even bleeding into entrepreneurship, because there is a level of there will, if you are deciding 
that you want to step into the world of entrepreneurship, or you already are in the world of entrepreneurship, if you are trying to skip the part of emotional awareness, if you are trying to skip the part of personal development, if you are trying to skip the part where your soul Mm -hmm. is tapping in mama, Mm -hmm. good luck. If you're, if you're starting a business, it, I I actually think it is a subconscious need to do your emotional work because it will break you wide open. 100%. It is the most triggering. Truly. The mirrors that will come up are huge. And I actually experienced this in a conversation that I had with a friend recently where she left the corporate world Mm -hmm. to step into entrepreneurship. And she was like, the last two years of my life have wrecked me. Oh yeah. And now she's like, I'm realizing this freedom that I wanted in entrepreneurship is not actually what I wanted. And she's going back to the corporate world. Yeah. And she realized that that was going to create the financial freedom that she and her family needed, that that was going to give her the safety and stability that she was trying to create Mm -hmm. in this different container. And I serve a lot of entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and it's hard work. The business part is hard. If you allow yourself, if you truly allow yourself to step into creating the emotional awareness, to be able to do the inner work, you will be able to navigate what comes next for you so much better. And with that level of neutrality that is, and she was coming to me having this conversation and she was like, I can't believe I'm going back to a corporate job. Like, and I could feel the judgments she was placing on herself. And I'm like, if this is what you are being called to, and this, like, how do you feel inside of your body when you think about what this opportunity will do for you and your family? And she felt the peace that she was looking for in entrepreneurship that she never was able to get to. Yeah. And it's okay to change your mind at any time. At any time. And this is, this is exactly what we're talking about, right? Do you know yourself well enough to do the things that are actually for you? Mm. And so I, I, I consult for companies, right. And, and generally in an HR sense of like, something's gone down where the management and the team are not communicating. Mm. Right. And inevitably when I interview the team, the team is like, these guys, I could do it so much better. They don't understand, you know, and, and look, there's pieces of it that are true. But then when you, when I remind them, Mm -hmm. this is what it's actually like to be a leader. You're taking the responsibility. You're making the final call. The weight is on you. Mm -hmm. You actually make different decisions than when the responsibility is not on you. Oh, preach. (laughs) And it's, it's mostly because what we want is the, is context so that there can be understanding between the two, right. And repair to be done. And then there's it, but this is exactly it. If you want to run your own company, do you have the emotional resilience to do that? Mm. Because if you don't, it will burn you out real fast. Yeah. Right. And it won't be aligned to who you are and why you did it in the first place. Right. Mm. And so I love that example of her going back to corporate because every now and again, I think about it. So I'm like, Oh, I remember when I have to make all the decisions. Being told what to do sometimes is a way to like reduce the emotional load in your life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you work for a corporation, you can be like, this is my vacation time and turn off the phone. <laughs> Maybe that's all you wonderful. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing inherently wrong with any of these choices. Yeah. It's just what is for you and what's not, yeah. what's going to give you the outcome you, you are desiring and what's not. And I think looking at it from the long game versus that instant gratification. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. That's my personal life work. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, I mean, out for the bigger thing. Right. You know? Yeah. And I feel like that is a lot of what entrepreneurship is. That's what a lot of healing work is. It is allowing yourself to go there mm-hmm. so you can get where you want to be. Yeah. For you defined by you. Absolutely. And so it is this 
you learn the skill of, okay, where did I inherit all of my value systems? You get it from your family of origin, your religion, your culture, mm-hmm. you name it. And then you look at them intentionally and say, are these for me? Yeah. You choose them consciously again and again. Absolutely. Things that no longer work for you with gratitude, let them go. Mm. Every time you choose your own value system, that's what puts you in alignment with you. Because when you're working off of your integrity, this is what I tell my clients will allow you to sleep well at night. Will you still experience, you know, pain and hard situations and hard conversations for sure. But guess what? When you're like, did I act from my own integrity? If yes, the night. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And that is another way you learn to trust yourself because if you didn't, then you get the opportunity to forgive yourself. Mm. Oh, actually I didn't, I didn't act from there. And that caused pain for me and others. You make it right with those people, make it right with yourself and you readjust. We get addicted to blaming ourselves. We get mm-hmm. addicted to the healing process, even. Absolutely. Like going, it, it's a going that deep, deep sorrow and grief and like, oh, I did this. And then coming back to the high of I'm worthy and I and I got through the dark night of the soul. You can become addicted to that because it makes you feel. Yeah. Period. And then it makes you feel better than and all the things. Absolutely. Instead, it's how often can I feel neutrality, Mm. contentment, peace? And when things happen, how much can I look at it as like, oh, look at all this information that's in front of me. All right. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Here's all this new information. How can I like, all right, let's go. Let's see. Let's see if I can solve this puzzle. I was just going to say, I'm like, it's a beautiful puzzle with all of this information. You get to decide how you put it together. You get to decide. Oh which we all want, right? We're all saying like, let me make my own choices. Yeah. But there's always a consequence of everything that we have the opportunity to do. So when you make your own choices, that means you're responsible for those choices. So how can you be compassionately responsible and accountable to yourself? So beautiful. And you, you talked a little bit about the masculine, right? Yeah. And the masculine it's a bad rap these days for good reason. (laughs) Okay. But he was, he was pushing us hard for a long time. He was pushing us real hard for a long time. And look, (laughs) patriarchy, all these things. The thing that interests me the most though, is that there is divine patriarchy and there is divine masculine. Absolutely. That is within us. And Mm -hmm. so it's not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. The masculine in its harmony is so beautiful. It is structure. It is how to problem solve and get from point A to point, you know, F Mm -hmm. with as few mistakes as possible. And then when it is harmonized with the feminine and allowed to flow, because you can have a plan, but how often is it going to play out that way? Yeah. It's bringing into balance both of them. And so all of this, everything I'm saying is if if there were one takeaway, stop demonizing anything. Mm -hmm. Right. It's about. Well, everything has two sides. That means I can choose this side that works after I've met all the sides that, you know, I've kind of gone off the rails because I wasn't necessarily paying attention to them. Yeah. And choose for yourself. You get to, this is where we become creators. Yeah. Right. And it's really exciting. Both of it. We're just like, I know, like <laughs> but I mean, I love that you bring it back to, if there's one takeaway. Yeah. Because this was a lot of information for those who may not be in integrated in this world yet. Mm-hmm. I would love for you to let us know where we can continue to connect with you because I know people are going to be like, I need more. <laughs> you've, you've opened Pandora's box. So more. Right. And it's, it's the funnest box you guys. It is. It, it's a little overwhelming, but that's why we're here. Totally. Because we've opened the box. We've mm-hmm. sifted through the box. <laughs> and now we're real familiar. Mm-hmm. And so you can find me on the Instagrams. 
And it's, my name isn't, it's Maykel, but it's M-E-I-K-E-L. My last name is Reese, R-E-E-C-E, or MaykelReese.com. And yeah, I, I think it speaks for itself how deeply I love what I do. When I was a little girl, I remember looking around and being like, why are these people acting this way? They're good. <laughs> people really just have forgotten. Yeah. And so a healer is a reminder. Mm. I want to be this mirror by which you can see yourself more clearly. It's not about me. Yeah. You know, this isn't any, in any way, like if you do these 10 steps, you'll be healed. <laughs> We got to yeah. find the, your steps. 100. But my goodness, curiosity, curiosity above all else. And when you find yourself being like this, this one thing is the demon is the problem. Get curious and be like, actually, mm-hmm. it just is. Yeah. Uh, Mikhail, thank you thank so you. much. I'm going to make sure to link where to find you in the show notes below. So everybody can pop in on Instagram. If this episode hit you in any way, if the feels came up, if the anything or the questions, thoughts, feelings, questions, if any of them arose, please let us know. We are here to support you, to connect with you. We would love to be able to share this message with those who need to hear it as well. So please share this podcast episode with anyone who you feel would benefit from it. Thank you so much for thank you so much. Like, you know, I love you deep. It hit the first time we met and I'm so, so, so grateful that we've continued on this path. Uh, Yes. And I love watching you just like stepping into your power, sharing this because this is the medicine that is going to support so many of us as we continue to step into our power and reclaim exactly who we are. Thank you everyone for listening today. I love you. I mean it. And we will see you guys next time on On The Real.